All right, things wrapping up here for the summer before, of course, training camp getting underway for the brand-new Miller Electric uh, practice facility for the Jaguars. Had a look at that yesterday, and it was absolutely fantastic. But it's been a busy week. Uh, a lot of uh, communication. Mark Lamping, the president, spoke with Hayes Carline. I had an opportunity as well to sit down with the position coach. Let's get things rolling. Depth, taxes, and the ball. I'm Rick Ballou alongside Hayes Carline. Hayes as well. I know you want to say hello to our sponsor. Yeah, appreciate John Spicklemeyer, our good buddy, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency, for all your car insurance needs. Give John a call at 471-7155. Chances are he can save you some money, or at the very least, he can give you the peace of mind that the policy you have is the most affordable uh, that, that he can find for you. So uh, you've got nothing to lose. Give him a call, 471-7155. He can save you a lot of money. I know he's done that for me. And yeah, Rick, what a week. I mean, you know, we're not probably even going to get much to OTAs on on Monday. Uh, you know, not that there's a whole lot that we can report there, but, uh, you know, what a what a day just yesterday with the stadium reveal and uh, and then obviously the the coaches being made available. Um, you know, what what kind of were some highlights to you in, in terms of the stadium rendering? And, uh, you know, what do you think about the uh, the plan so far for the Jaguars and the stadium of the future? You know, I, I'm a little mixed here on it, and I'll tell you why. First things first, I, I've had so many people ask, hey, what do you think? You know, how did that look to you? And it's like I didn't give it my undivided attention, and I'm not trying to be, you know, um, a jackass about it. I, I'm just being sincere. My deal is get the deal done. Let us know that it is going to happen. There's going to be a massive uh, fight that's going back and forth, politically speaking, and and taxing the folks of Jacksonville. I mean, for Hayes, you and I and, and our listeners, it's a no-brainer. I mean, if you're going to tax us more, tax us more. We want the Jaguars to stay. Uh, it's our livelihood. We're also huge fans of the game. We want an NFL team here in our city. There are others who are going to fight it. So I saw the video. I didn't meet with Mark Lamping like you did. Um, so, you know, I'm intrigued, but it's like, you know, it's like don't don't touch yet because let's – get the dotting of the I's and the crossing of the T's to make sure that shovel's going to go into the ground. And then at that time, I think my perspective will change a little bit. So I'm really not good at, at giving much of an opinion on what I've seen. You, on the other hand, have, and you talk with Lamping. What did you make out of it? Yeah, well, I, I do love the design of it. I mean, I love the fact that, you know, the Jaguars sent out a fan survey. And and again, they, they had a pretty good idea of, of the top things fans would want in a new stadium. And when you look at uh, what that survey produced, it was we want cover from the heat and rain uh, and we want uh, wider concourses. And uh, and this does that. Uh, it's a 70 percent heat reduction. It's it's interesting. The material they use, it's called ETFE. And it's almost like a sunglasses sort of material is is sort of how they framed it. Uh, so it will it will keep rain out, but it does allow sunshine in, but it does provide shade uh, for the fans. And then the concourses are obviously gigantic uh, when you when you get into the the renderings there, uh, three to, to four times wider than they are now. Uh, the the stadium will uh, basically be a four corners entry point, uh, which is it sets up a, a lot of great. Uh, vistas, views, sort of thing. Uh, uh, so I think that's really exciting. And again, the overall plan, I think, is uh, is really exciting as well to bring a Florida satellite campus right there. Uh, and and Shad is giving five million dollars to that project, and he's giving Florida the land. 
the fairgrounds land, which he purchased for thirteen million, but it's probably worth certainly more than that now. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's what you know. So the question is, what does that do? Because this isn't just a football stadium. It is. This is going to be the heartbeat of: Are we ever going to revitalize downtown and have a downtown that's that's worth anything at all? Uh, so this isn't just a football stadium. It's it's how do we make downtown an economic engine that is generating revenue that that then is going to be funneled to all the communities in the city uh, and. I think bringing uh, that satellite campus here, it's 10,000 graduate students. I mean, that's that's a lot of people. Uh, And I think it's the right demographic because you're talking about serious, young, professional minded people uh, that are looking to start their careers. So, I mean, it's it's perfect in terms of introducing them to Jacksonville uh, in, in terms of maybe they make their lives here. Maybe they don't. Maybe they, you know, finish graduate school and they go to Charlotte, but they always remember Jacksonville and maybe one day they come back. Uh, yeah. But but regardless, it presents a, a vibrance, uh, a vitality of the area because you've got 10,000 students and obviously you've got faculty as well uh, that are that are working every day right there. And that's always been the key piece. It's, you know, they've tried to do it with like residential plans. And and I just don't think people are ever going to move there. I think they've sort of figured that out. They need something like a campus, something that's going to bring mm-hmm. in thousands of people every day throughout the year uh, to create the kind of traffic that is going to make restaurants and hotels. And and then, yes, I think then you, you could see some residency. So I'm excited about the stadium, but I'm also excited just about the plan and its totality, because I I do think for those of us that that you know love the city, I think it's going to be a game changer for downtown Jacksonville. It, it would be phenomenal. I mean, I'm a beach guy. I always find myself going towards St. Augustine. That's where I spend you know time on the beach and I golf. I whenever I go downtown, I have a good time. But there's never really a reason for me to go downtown unless it is a sporting event or you know I'm going uh, to a concert. So uh, it's not far away. It, it would be great. Uh, to just say, hey, let's go downtown tonight because there's a phenomenal restaurant there or there's something good that's going on that overlooks the St. John. So uh, we'll see. And obviously in the weeks or the months to come, we'll have more on this. And, um, you know, what is the plan going to be? Are they going to knock it down, start from scratch? Are they going to renovate it and then play uh, at time, you know, play during the season? All of those issues are are still ones that um, uh, we will find out and uh, certainly, again, uh, we will discuss. Uh, OTAs canceled today. Paintball, Doug Peterson again doing the players' happy thing, if you will. Uh, Hayes, it's another example of, I, I think, pushing the right buttons here during the offseason. Uh, the focus will be in six weeks when they return. And, you know, what I hope is that this group would – what Peterson, how he's handled it now, second year in a row, that they are absolutely ready to run through a brick wall for their head coach. Yeah, I think so. And and again, I think this is a, a good sign for the veterans that have been here that you're probably not going to be required to show up on Monday uh, for mandatory minicamp. That's probably going to be uh, just rookies and you know players that are injured, players that haven't been here, like Josh Allen. I would expect we'll have to at least go through like one day just so they can sort of make sure that everything's up to speed with where he should be. But, you know, I would think for 80 percent of uh, the veterans, I think this is it. I think you're playing paintball today. And then I think he's probably going to tell you uh, we'll see you for training camp. Uh, I I just don't think you take guys to go play paintball 
and then bring them back Monday for a mandatory mini camp. So, uh, you know, so we'll see. But I, I, I would imagine that the veterans are, are getting ready to get some uh, uh, some some big time rest uh, and some some extra days off, which they've deserved, deser- you know, which they've earned by participating in the voluntary program. So uh, I think there'll be some key veterans here next week, but it'll be guys that my guess would be, you know, the guys that are coming off injury, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Maybe, uh, maybe some younger players that, you know, they need a little bit more development. They're healthy, but they haven't played much. And then obviously I think the entire rookie class, but yeah, I think it'll be kind of bare bones next week, but, uh, but we'll wait and see. I know you had a chance to catch up with uh, a bunch of assistant coaches and, uh, you know, give us a, a rundown of, of who you talked to and, and kind of what stood out to you. Well, what stood out to me, again, is just how different things are from a year ago. Uh, it felt like last year, maybe you're looking over your shoulder a little bit. You, you didn't know exactly what was going on. I mean, uh, again, you go turnover so quickly from uh, to what happened with Marone through Meyer, then Peterson, that I, I think there was a lot of... Uh, a lot of uneasy uh, in the building. That that's not the case now. I, I think there's a uh, um, a feeling of confidence. I, I think there's a uh, thought that this team right now is all is all about installing more. That includes the conversation I had with uh, senior defensive assistant Bob Sutton, who um, I really enjoyed it. I mean, so many things that we got into, things that you and I have talked about, like second year players. But we could talk about adding an edge. We could talk about adding a slot. We could talk about doing all these things. But it's really easy to figure out if Devin Lloyd and Chad Muma and Trayvon Walker, and let's put Cisco in there because his rookie year was an abomination with Meyer. But those four improved. Just think about how much better this defense is going to be. They already improved by 6.3 points a game as far as a scoring defense. And their takeaways went from 9 to 27, which is unheard of in just one year. So Bob Sutton was um, very, uh, he was very long winded with his answers with this, which I, I certainly did appreciate. We also talked about the four, three and the three, four, and he was uh, pretty outspoken about that as well, saying that he understands that the fans and the media to some extent make a huge deal about it, but there's really not that much of a, uh, of a change. It's more of standing up on the edge as opposed to, uh, to putting your hand in the dirt. Frankly, I disagree with that a little bit, but but Bob Sutton knows so much about defense that I, I'm going to take his word on the way that he was describing this defense and the way that, that he thinks it'll run this year. Uh, also, Hayes, um, a question that has been discussed for such a long time, and I think we all knew that it, it, it did happen a tiny bit a year ago, but it's going to happen much more this year. That is taking Trayvon Walker on pass downs and sliding him inside, and you know who that other edge rusher is going to be. Right? Is it is it Allen on one side? Uh, good luck. I mean, uh, Chase on Dixon. Uh, you know, you tell me who, who Jordan Smith. Who who that other guy is in fact going to be? Yasir Abdullah. Uh, but that is going to happen. And you know, he talked about him inside at Georgia and how he was used there and. Uh, despite the, I mean, Georgia was so talented, but he said that the Bulldogs were not really a pass rush defense, and that has never been his forte. So he thinks he'll grow there in year two, you know, moving inside once they go into nickel. Uh, just overall, I, that's what I got out of it more than anything. Uh, Deshae Townsend last year, that whole conversation about takeaways was good. One thing Deshae said, and 
he didn't call me out on it, but he, he disagreed as, as I said, you know, what's going on in the slot. There's an obvious need uh, for an upgrade there. And he defended his guy. He defended Trey, uh, Trey Herndon. He said he played better last year that people want to give him credit for. Uh, again, I don't agree with that, but this is what the coaches were, were telling us. And I'm going to respect them for the answer that they are providing with the understanding that they're going to defend theirs. And that's the way a good coach should be is, is defend the players that they have. So, you know, I thought it was a good day uh, defensively, Hayes, offensively, you know, it's just about at this particular point, it's about adding to what already is a well-oiled machine. And that's the best feeling in that room is that you know what you have. Phil Rauscher, incredibly animated, very excitable guy. I could tell by the look in his eye that he believes he's got a better group than he had a year ago. And I, I think you would agree with me. It's by far the weakest group offensively and maybe the weakest group on the team. But getting a sense from him, I asked him about Anton Harrison. He said he was nervous when they kept trading back. He was absolutely the guy that they wanted, and they got him. So, you know, I could go on for another 20 minutes to tell you how it went. But it, it was a good day getting a chance to talk with these position coaches. Yeah, that's awesome. And and obviously we'll get through it uh, throughout the summer because uh, obviously those things, those converse, conversations are always so great because there's, there's things that we'll be talking about something in like a month or six weeks. And uh, and it'll it'll pop something up in your mind that, that one of those guys said. And so it's always such a valuable tool. Uh, and so that that's awesome, man. Really enjoyed the recap. All right. I uh, want to thank Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Before we jump out of here, give John a call, 471-7155. Again, 471-7155. Uh, for all your car insurance needs, this is something we all have to have. Make sure you're not paying too much for it. Let John look over your policy. He'll get right back with you, and he'll say, you got a good policy. There's nothing I'd change here. Or he might be able to save you some serious cash. He has saved me hundreds and hundreds of dollars, uh, so I can't recommend him more. John Spicklemeyer, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency, 471-7155. And you can get me on Twitter, at Hayes Carlion. Rick, how can uh, listeners get a hold of you? Yeah, no doubt about it. Blue1010XL, get me on Twitter, share all your comments. And as well, I did enjoy meeting John and his uh, sons on the Jaguars practice field just the other day folks send us all your comments and uh, as always we will get back to you and as always we'll be back again next week right here on death taxes and duval i want to be